Good morning and welcome to Revitalize 2020. I am your daily devotional companion. I am your friend. I'm your sister. I'm your next step coach. I'm your host, Lulu Lincoln. Revitalize 2020 is a daily source of encouragement for modern Christian women. I'm a Christian. I've been a Christian for nearly 20 years now. And I believe Jesus Christ is God. I believe he is Lord. I believe he is the Son of God. I believe he died and he rose again. I believe in his resurrection power. I believe in salvation as the only way to heaven. I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. I believe that the Holy Spirit is Lord. I believe in the power of tongues. I believe in healing and I believe in miracles. I also believe that Jesus Christ is the only way to God and the only way to heaven. And when you become born again, you receive eternal life. Now I'm sharing that with you so that when we're talking to each other today and you listen to the word of God, that is the foundation of everything that I say. Um, It's very important that you understand that because my opinion and my authority is not final and all-consuming. The Holy Spirit, the Lord Jesus himself, our Father in heaven, who are all one, are the final authority on the word. I believe that the Bible is the holy word of God and inspired by the Holy Spirit, and it has power to transform you. But before we go any further, I want to take you through the prayer of salvation. For reference sake, the Bible that I will be using today and referring to at all times is the Everyday Life Bible, the Amplified Version, featuring notes and commentary by Joyce Meyer, published by Faith Words. I'm going to lead you through the prayer of salvation. I will say a line or a word and then you repeat after me. Are you ready? Here we go. Father, You love the world so much that you gave your only begotten son to die for our sins so that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Your word says we are saved by grace through faith as a gift from you. There is nothing we can do to earn salvation. I believe and confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is your son, the saviour of the world. I believe he died for me on the cross and bore all my sins, paying the price for them. I believe in my heart that you raised Jesus from the dead and that he is alive today. I am a sinner and I'm sorry for my sins and I ask you to forgive me. By faith I receive Jesus Christ now as my Lord and Saviour. I believe that I am saved and will spend eternity with you. Thank you, Father. I am so grateful. 
In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you just prayed that prayer, I believe that you are saved. Welcome to the family, baby. I'm so pleased for you. Find your local church. Worship with them. Grow with them. Get involved in whatever you can to serve the living God. Help with the Sunday school. Join the worship team or the choir, the band. Help to greet people in the morning. Help with the Bible study. Make sure it's a Bible-believing church. And I share with you regularly that if you're based in London and you do not have a home base, my family and I have a home base. Our church is Maranatha Ministries. We're based in Clapham Common. It's SW40DE. You are more than welcome to join us there. We are a Bible-believing, Holy Spirit power-packed church. We love the Lord Jesus and we love you. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the privilege of being called your children. Father, we adore you. There is no God like you. There's nobody like you, Jehovah. And I ask you today, Holy Spirit, my Lord and my God, that you would fill me, help me to speak the truth, to speak well, to speak clearly, to empower your daughters, to draw them nearer to you, that they would be strengthened. Father, give them grace. Give us understanding of your word. Help us to become more like you. Become more like you. And as we dress and prepare for the day, going into battle as Christian women in 2020, would you protect us and everything that is dear to us? We seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. And therefore, all these other things will be added unto us. We thank you for your most holy word and we thank you for your love, your grace and your timing. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so... We're walking through different topics every day and it's my privilege to be able to speak to you and I'm so thankful for your time. If you're listening today, it is the 6th of January 2020, we're six days in and it's not too late to start a brand new habit. So today's theme is waiting on God and his timing, waiting on God and his timing. So I will give you the scripture references first, which is just another way of saying the address, you know, where the Bible verse lives. I've heard Pastor Rick Warren saying that so many times and it's always made me laugh, but it's true. The scripture reference is just the address of the the Bible verse, okay? So um, I'll read them out to you, write them down, read through them with me. So if you don't have your Bible, baby, get that now (laughs) and a notebook, okay? Um, And then when we finished... Read the word on your own. Challenge me. I don't want to make stuff up and share with you. I will just share as I'm led by the Lord. But in your own time, read these Bible verses, annotate your Bible, make notes, and ask the Holy Spirit for insight and revelation and power. Let's go through the scriptures. Psalm 25 verse 5. Psalm 31 verse 14 and 15. Psalm 37, verse 7. Psalm 39, verse 7 and 8. Psalm 62, verse 1 and 2. Psalm 145, verse 15 and 16. 
Isaiah 30 verse 18, Isaiah 40 verse 31, Habakkuk 2 verse 3. So we'll go in order as they are presented in the word of God. So we'll start with the Psalms. Psalm 25 verse 5. Remember Psalms is just another word for song. And lots of the Psalms are written by King David. And at the beginning of each Psalm, it might give you a little bit of context, like Psalm of David or Psalm of Asaph or Psalm of, you know, whoever's written it is normally at the top. Let's have a look. Psalm 25. Verse 5. Yep, this is a Psalm written by David. Verse 5, guide me in your truth and faithfulness and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you, you only and all together, do I wait expectantly all day long. Hmm. Our expectation should only be in the Lord. And what that means is not that you can't trust other people or you can't have expectations of others, but your primary source of expectation should be on God. And that means if you seek or desire something, it should come from God. Because as you know, human beings can let us down. Even the people that we love and trust and cherish the most, because we're all finite, we're all human beings, we're prone. In fact, we're bound to let people down consciously or unconsciously but what David is saying here is that it's for you you only and altogether do I wait expectantly all day long now this doesn't mean you're laying down in the sun somewhere waiting for some magic to happen it means that your energy and your hope are in the Lord and so for example in this new year if you are expecting a baby if you are expecting um, to get a new job or to start a brand new relationship, maybe you're single and waiting for a husband, maybe you are um, trying to conceive, you're trying to save money, anything that you are seeking or desiring to do, challenge um, your faith and put that faith and expectation in the Lord so that he can come through. Because let me tell you something, I have known the Lord Jesus as my personal saviour for 19 years And he has never failed me yet. Now, it doesn't mean that God does whatever I want. He's not a genie. But what it does mean is that every time I've hoped in God and put my expectations in God, he has not let me down. And so because he's the God of your salvation, he will guide you and teach you and lead you into all truth and faithfulness. But our responsibility is to wait on him. Now, because God is eternal, the Holy Spirit is eternal, Jesus Christ lives forever. Unfortunately, there is no timeline in in heaven. We just worship forever and ever and ever. But what's difficult for us is that on earth, we're working on a 24-hour clock. I'm a mummy, I'm a woman, I'm a wife. I'm trying to do my best to work my biological clock. And it's so hard to observe any other time frame apart from the one that exists within our human reality. But what the Bible is saying here, wait for the Lord all day long. 
Now that could be a day, it could be a week, it could be a year. For some of us, it's been 15 years. But all I'm saying is that God will not fail you. He will not let you down. And if you expectantly wait for him, that's waiting with anticipation that something will be done on your behalf. Hallelujah. He will not let you down. Psalm 31. Psalm 31, verse 14 and 15. But I trusted in, relied on, and was confident in you, O Lord. And I said, you are my God. My times are in your hands. Deliver me from the hands of my foes and those who pursue me and persecute me. Yes. So here, waiting expectantly on the Lord for the Holy Spirit's leading requires us to trust in and rely on and be confident in because he is our God. This is another another psalm by David. David was confident in God and David was far from perfect. But trusting in somebody, you know what it means to rely on somebody. It means if your husband is doing a school run today, you're relying on him to pick the babies up on time. If you are doing a school run today, my goodness, he's relying on you. If you said to your manager you'll be at work at 8.15, they're relying on you to be there on time. But to rely on God means that if you ask him for something, you are relying on him to provide that thing or that person or that job or that baby or whatever it is when he feels his best. And, and that's where I know I need to grow in grace because it's hard because we want things when we want it. You know, I can put food in the microwave and have dinner ready within three minutes. If I decide to cook a meal from scratch, it will take at least an hour and just a bit of perspective that when God is doing things, it might not be the exact time that we want, but he's still encouraging us. We're being encouraged by David, King David, who loved the Lord, a man after God's own heart. They're being encouraged to trust and rely on God. My times are in your hands, he says. Deliver me from the hands of my foes and those who pursue me and persecute me. And let me tell you something. If you are waiting on God for something, he will surely protect you. But if you run ahead and do something in your own time, you're almost stepping out of the sphere of his protection. Now, it doesn't mean God can't help you. But I'll give you an example. If you say to your child, do not cross until the green man appears and your child decides to run into the road and then gets hurt. They have run out of the sphere of your protection, haven't they? Because you gave them guidance and they didn't follow your instructions. And it's not to say you can't jump into the road and save your child. Of course you can. But you did say to them, please wait until you see the green man. And I'm encouraging you today. Let the Holy Spirit be that green man light, green light in your life. Do not move until you see that green man and you know it's safe to cross. There are sometimes you just have to jump. Or just walk out in faith. But there are other times where the Lord requires us to wait on him and his timing until he gives you the go ahead. Let's go over to Psalm 37. Psalm 37. Verse 7. Be still and rest in the Lord. Wait for him 
and patiently lean yourself upon him. Fret not yourself because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked devices to pass. Hallelujah. This is one of my favourite Bible verses. And the reason it's one of my favourite is because I've been a, um, a believer, a Christian for 19 years. And I've watched people who don't know God prosper and excel by doing the wrong thing. And it's always made me really angry. And I say to God, I know if I go ahead and do that, it will not work. And what the Bible is saying is that don't fret and don't panic because you see people prospering through doing the wrong thing. Because the truth is, what they're doing won't last and their day will come. But what God requires from us as his daughters, as his children, is to be still, rest, wait for him, patiently lean upon him. Now, patience... I always believed it was just about waiting. But I listened to so many teachings and one of them is from um, Joyce Meyer, the wonderful Mrs. Joyce Meyer. And she say, she always says that patience is not about um, how long you wait, it's about how you wait until you get the thing that you want. And this is where the power of the Holy Spirit is key. The Holy Spirit will give you power to wait. Now, I'm saying this, baby, as somebody who is waiting on God for lots of things. And I'm telling you now, I'm at the end of my tether with it. And I know I've grown impatient. And I have to ask God for mercy and grace each day to continue to wait for him to do what he promised he would do 16 years ago, 19 years ago, 18 years ago. It doesn't mean to say God hasn't done anything else for me, but there's still a few things that I'm believing God for. I have to wait for him. I don't want my family and I to run ahead of the move of God in our lives. I pray now that if you're struggling to wait on the Lord's timing for anything, especially regarding conception, especially regarding marriage, financial breakthrough holy spirit would you come now and be with these women your daughters and give them strength and courage to wait on you to wait on you to wait 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 give us power to wait and to wait well in jesus name hallelujah hallelujah okay let's keep going psalm 39 verse 7 and 8 psalm 39 verse 7 and 8 and now lord what do i wait for and expect my hope and expectation are in you deliver me from all of my transgressions and make me not the scorn and reproach of the self-confident fool yes So our hope and expectation is in the Lord. He will see to it that we do what he has asked us to do. But he is also reliable to do what he said he would do. The Bible is full of promises. We have promises of long life. We have promises of joy, of new mercy and faithfulness every day. My goodness, God will do whatever he promises that he would do. If God has promised you children, he would do it. God has promised you a a spouse, a husband. God said it's not good for man to be alone. That you'd be happily married. God will do those things. God said he'd give you the power to acquire wealth. 
but only wants you to remember him when you're wealthy, God will do his part. We have to do our part by relying on him, trusting in him and hoping in him. He says to deliver me from all my transgressions and make me not the scorn and reproach of self-confident fools. There are people around us who scorn us and look down on us and think, oh my gosh, you've been married for so long. Why don't you have children? You've lived in London for so long. Why haven't you bought a house? You've finished university such a you finished such a long time ago. Why don't you have a good job? Is that all you have to show for yourself? Where is your God? And David is saying, please don't let me be the butt of jokes of people who look down on me. And God will do that. The Bible says that God will prepare, since Psalm 23, a table before your enemies. So if there are people around you who are scorning you, looking down on you, thinking you should be further ahead than you really are, don't let that discourage you. Let the Lord deliver you. Let the Lord set your feet on high places, in high places, that you will stand with your head held high because it wasn't man that came through for you, it was the living God himself. Psalm 62, verse one, verses 1 and 2. Psalm 62, verses 1 and 2. For God alone, my soul waits in silence. From him comes my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation, my defence and my fortress. <clears throat> I shall not be greatly moved. So calm your soul. David was known for talking to himself and saying, so why are you distressed? Hoping God for we shall yet praise him. And again now, David is speaking to himself. My soul waits in silence. Sometimes waiting in silence could be tears poured out on your own in your room when you wake up because of a disappointment. And that's okay, hun. Like, that's okay. Because God understands and he wants you to be real with him. But it says here, my soul waits in silence. From him comes my salvation. Your deliverance comes from the Lord, not your salary. Not your husband, not your friends, not your children. Your salvation comes from the Lord himself. He alone is your rock. That is your foundation, your anchor and your security in this life and the next. He is your defence and your fortress. And I declare today, you shall not be greatly moved. Now, I'm a woman of great passion and hypersensitivity. And I'm often greatly moved by many a situation but the Bible is encouraging me to be the opposite. I shall not be greatly moved. And this will take work for me. And I really believe that I'm getting there. But it's something I have to pray about all the time. Father, help me not to be greatly moved. Help me not to be so upset all the time. Thrown into confusion, into despair, into depression. That's not the will of God for my life. The will of God for my life is joy, abundant life. Peace, righteousness, patience, long-suffering, self-control and love. Not despair and depression. So I challenge myself and I challenge you that we shall not be greatly moved. Psalm 145, verse 15 and 16. Psalm 145, verse 15 and 16. I love the words. 
as you read it, let it just wash over you and cleanse your heart and strengthen you. Listen, the word of God is better than the strongest cup of coffee, okay? Um, verse 15. The eyes of all who wait for you, looking, watching and expecting, and you give them their food in due season. You open your hand and satisfy every living thing with favour. I can't say this without smiling because I love food. And it's so important to understand a couple of things that God will not do anything. He won't do anything unless it's his timing and unless he wants to. Now, it doesn't mean we don't pray and it doesn't mean we don't ask. And it doesn't mean that we don't cry to God about things that are happening. But what it says is the eyes of all who wait for you, looking and watching and expecting you give them their food in their due season, so God will not be late. That's what I'm trying to say to you. Your Father in heaven will not be late, and you will have your food. And that food could represent material financial blessing. It could represent healing. It could represent um, having children or more children, if you already have one or two, but you desire to have more. That food could represent um, having a husband, getting married, getting a promotion that food could be peace of mind so what i loved about the bible what i love about the bible and what i say to you often is that it is open to interpretation but not some wild superstitious interpretation godly interpretation so here food in due season represents having the right thing at the right time hallelujah your open hand you open your hand and satisfy every living thing with favour. There's nothing that you need that the Lord himself cannot provide for you. It says here, you open your hand and satisfy every living thing with favour. That's a mum, a daughter, a wife, a sister, son, every living thing. That includes animals. We won't look at that scripture today. If we go into Matthew, it says that he clothes the lilies and feeds the birds. How much more important are we than they? So remember I said to you on day one, scripture interprets scripture. The Holy Spirit leads us into all truthfulness. There's nothing in the Bible that is an anomaly. It's linked to something else. If you're ever unsure, look for other references and sections of the Bible that are on the same topic. And you'll see that they're saying the same thing, but in different generations and in slightly different ways. Let's go over to Isaiah. Isaiah one of the major prophets <laughs> Isaiah saw the Lord and was completely ruined for good <laughs> but we'll talk about that another day Isaiah 30 verse 18 Isaiah 30 verse 18 and therefore the Lord earnestly waits expecting looking and longing to be gracious to you that's you baby and therefore he lifts himself up that he may have mercy on you and show loving kindness to you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed, happy, fortunate, to be envied are all those who earnestly wait for him. Who expect and look and long for him, for his victory, his favour, his love, his peace, his 
joy, his matchless, unbroken companionship. Hallelujah. So the Lord is waiting to be good to you. Imagine that. Imagine someone sitting down each day and thinking, how am I going to bless Lulu today? How will I bless Jane today? How will I bless Betty today? How will I bless Margaret today? How will I bless Belinda today? How will I bless Sarah today? The Lord is on your side and he's waiting to be good to you. His favour, his matchless and unbroken companionship is available to you today for nothing. It costs you nothing. It's completely free. But you have to decide if you want it. Draw near to the Lord and he will draw near to you. So our last scripture for today, Habakkuk 2 verse 3. Habakkuk 2 verse 3. For the vision is yet for an appointed time and it hastens to the end, the fulfilment. It will not deceive or disappoint and though it tarries, which means it feels like it's taking a long time, wait earnestly for it because it will surely come it will not be behind hand on its appointed day. Hallelujah. And that means, sweetheart, that the Lord will not be late. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. The Lord will be sure to complete the things that he sent his word out to accomplish and it will not return to him void. Waiting on the Lord and his timing is a journey I'm on at the moment. And if I told you that I woke up every day and I was sad, I'd be a liar because I'm smiling right now. And I still don't have all the things that I believe that God has promised to me yet. But let me tell you something. I told God 19 years ago that even if I didn't get what I wanted, I would still tell people that he saved me when I was 16. And even if God does nothing else for me, he redeemed my soul from hell. And he made sure that I would be a citizen of heaven on this earth before I die. And that's good enough for me. What are you waiting on the Lord for? He will not fail you. He will not fail you. He can't. It's physically impossible for God to be anything other than what he is. Which is a king. Which is the masterful creation, a friend a companion, a God, a giver, a believer of um, <laughs> of his own goodness. If God didn't believe in his goodness, why would he allow all of mankind to hear and receive his word about him? The, the whole Bible is about God. Think about it. Would you write a whole book about yourself, expecting people to believe it, and then not do the thing which you said you would do in that book? Come on. God is not a man that he can lie. And I encourage you, as you're waiting on him, believe him. Believe him. Let's pray. Father, you are awesome. And I love your word because you never, ever lie. I 
still can't believe some of the things that you've done in these 19 years that I've known you. You've never failed me. And we have seen some things. But Father, you always show up. And I ask you, Holy Spirit, now as your your women, your daughters are waiting on you, you know what those things are. And I ask you to strengthen them. Strengthen them. Strengthen them so I can see you. And I know what you're going through. And I'm telling you now that the Lord has loved you with an everlasting love. His hand is on your shoulder and he will lift you up. He will lift you up. He will lift you up above your colleagues. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you work in an office. He will lift you up above your colleagues and he will not put you to shame. Your father will not put you to shame, but you must wait on him. Wait on his timing. Father, let your word wash us clean. Let your word transform us. Holy Spirit, you are our guarantee. You are our signature. You have allowed us, Father, through faith in Jesus Christ, not to be condemned to hell. And today, may all the words I've spoken, if there's anything that is not from you, destroy it. But anything that honours you that I've said, glorify yourself through me. We put that seal, that hedge of protection around every listener, around every family represented um, while sharing this podcast. Father, I pray that seal, that seal with the bloodshed from Calvary to be upon us so that when we pray in the name of Jesus, you know and you understand that the only authority we have is in the living God, which is Christ. Don't let the word be stolen from my sister's hearts. Prosper them, bless them, encourage them, stretch them, challenge them, but continue to show them your love today, that they will be more like you. Make me like you. Make me like you. Holy Spirit, make me like you, make me like you, Holy Spirit, make me like you. Holy Spirit, we thank you, and one day we will be perfect and transformed into everything you desire us to be but whilst we're on our way there continue to walk with us (laughs) to talk with us love love on us you are a wonderful wonderful God my only God my only hope my only salvation you are my friend and I bless your name Jesus have your way in our lives on earth as it is in heaven, that mankind may see the living God through us. Have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Girls, thank you so much for your time. I'm um <laughs> I'm overwhelmed by by the love of God. 
and just by how much he he loves me and how much he loves you you have been listening to revitalize 2020 your daily devotional companion we have been looking at waiting on god and his timing i am your friend i am your sister i am your host and i am your next step coach lulu lincoln this episode has been sponsored by teachingmoms.com. Have a wonderful day. Same time tomorrow. Bye-bye.